Hey everybody, it's Monday, May 3rd, and that means it's time for another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia Nonprofit Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Cecilia Sup. I'm the principal and founder of Road Tulips Nonprofit Consulting and Association Management Services. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Agnes. I'm going to throw it over to Agnes to say hello and introduce herself. Thank you, Cecilia. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our global audience, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman. I'm an author and a consultant. Over to you, Cecilia. Great. Thank you, Agnes. And can I just say again how lovely it is to have you back on a regular basis? That's <laughs> great. So welcome back up forever, my friend. Thank okay, you. And today we are here with our guest, Kathy Lada of the Human Resource Certification Institute. Kathy is the Senior Director of Marketing there, and she's going to talk with us today about integrated strategies for marketing new products. Welcome, Kathy. Would you like to say hello to our audience and say something about yourself? Absolutely. Thanks, Cecilia. Thanks, Agnes. I am so happy to be here. I'm really excited. This is one of my favorite marketing topics. Um, I've launched different products, services, and businesses over the past 20 years. So this is definitely a topic near and dear to my heart, and I'm looking forward to um, talking with your audience. Oh, great. Thanks, Kathy. Thank and, and as I mentioned to you, this is one of Agnes's favorite topics, too. I'm <laughs> sure she's going to have a lot of questions for you. Thank you, Kathy. I'm excited that you're on our show. I think it's a topic that's really needed uh, for our association community, but globally as well, because as you look at businesses all over the world, uh, we need to look at ways of getting our messaging out there without dilution and with greater focus. So I think that this, this message and it's very, very relevant. So thank you for sharing, for agreeing to come and share with our global audience. Absolutely. Well, and we do have a global audience and what we have found, especially over the last year, we have so much in common. So when we're all, no matter what country we're in, uh, we're getting ready to launch a new product, Kathy, what are like the first three steps you need to do when you're even developing a new product? Sure. Um, so this is where marketing comes into play. Um, actually, even before you get to the, the point where you're developing a new product, when you think of integrated marketing strategies and new products, it, marketing has to be involved with new product development at the beginning. And mm -hmm. ideally through the end, through the product service and support as well. So that whole continuum. And when you think through um, integrating new marketing into your existing marketing mix, you need to look at multiple strategies for doing that and you look at multiple channels. So with strategies and new markets, especially new products, you need to look at marketing communications, but also public relations, advertising, sales, all that good stuff. And then all of your channels, web, email, SMS, um, geofencing, social, press, direct mail, you, you name it. Um, so those are the things I would look at, I would think are the most important things that you need to think through um, is who is your target audience? What message do you want to send and which channels are you going to use? Um, I actually have an example um, of doing that. One of our one of the associations I used to work for um, had a program that was designed for um, trucking companies. And mm -hmm. the program was um, brand new. And not only did we have to market the program to the trucking companies, we had to market it the program to the trucking companies' customers because they, we wanted them to prefer these particular companies. So when I created a multi, when I created a um, integrated marketing communications plan for them, I included um, a face-to-face -face element um, with our folks at trade shows, and I made these cute little buttons that said, "Ask me about this particular program." You weren't allowed to have sales literature on the floor, so that's kind of how we got around that. Um, I did some geofencing and some campaign 
campaigns around a couple of the major trade show events that our target audiences would be at. Um, I did some retargeting um, on social, of course, updated the website, blog, sales and service. We combined um, the team. And so I just had our sales guy ready um, for mm -hmm. calls, which we got. And then just traditional stuff too, like magazine and media and everything. And we got some good press and some niche media um, for that particular audience. So, mm -hmm. so I find those things the most important is what is the message? Who is the audience? And what channels are you going to use? Interesting. Well, and one of the things that really jumped out at me about what you were saying <laughs> is marketing needs to be involved in new product development from the beginning. And mm -hmm. I've never thought of that, you know, because I think like most people, I think of R&D as right. being a separate step before you start selling the product. So what are some tips you have for really integrating the marketing team into that new product development? Yeah, I think um, in a lot of cases, um, especially with nonprofits, I found that it's usually not the marketing team that's engaged in creating new products. And you kind of need to sort of weave your way into there um, with a little bit of um, political savvy, um, political savviness, um, trying to manage laterally and upwards sometimes. Um, but basically just kind of proving your worth, you know, as marketers, you know, we're trained to do market research and market sizing um, to figure out what the customer appetite is for a program or product. Um, you know, we can do the research on preliminary pricing, competition, substitutes um, for the product, all these things. And so I think to get yourself involved in, at a seat at the table, having those conversations internally um, with your stakeholders whoever is kind of preventing you from sitting at the table or just don't even know to include mm -hmm. marketing. A lot of times people just don't think to include marketing. Um, just, you know, have these conversations with it. Hey, you know, have you thought about, you know, how you're going to size the market or you know, who are the competitors for that program? And just kind of gently um, warm people up to the idea that you would be a good ally to have at the table. Mm -hmm. Well, I really like that. That has such a, a strong aspect of relationship building as well internally, the internal team yeah. building and relationship building and cross-functional working together. So mm -hmm. Agnes, uh, what sort of comments or questions might you have? You know, what I hear loud and clear here in this conversation is the value of collaboration with both internal and external stakeholders. And, uh, you know, and, and what I'm curious, and it's just a statement here is that, how do you really manage that collaborative process? Because it, it's, it's very crucial, uh, not just for the internal stakeholders, but the external stakeholders. So I'm interested in, in getting your take on how you actually manage all those components so that you have a successful product launch through integrated marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so, when I think about the collaborative process, um, do you mean working with other team members throughout the product life cycle? That exactly, not only the team members, but everyone that's involved, the PR element, the product development, the marketing, just each of the business areas that's involved, both internally and I'm assuming also even your external stakeholders, like mm -hmm. the you know the board of directors, if it's within the association community or the target audience who are your members who are going right. to be the ones that you're selling this value to. Right. So there's a broader component of collaboration here. And I, I'm just curious to find out how do we manage that? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. And there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, the one that I feel most comfortable with um, is taking more of either an agile approach or um, a creative brief approach. So in either situation, you have to outline the need for the product or service, right? And you know who it's gonna serve, what your target audience is. So you put all that information into a creative brief. And what that does is it helps the marketing team it helps the product team. It helps all the stakeholders understand exactly what it is you're doing and why. And having it documented just on one page, I'm not talking about a 25-page business plan, but just one page for your major stakeholders um, to talk about the, the five W's of the thing. You know, what are you doing? Who's it for? Why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. um, and using that as a document throughout. And then you just kind of build, as, as Cecilia said, you kind of um, use your internal relationships and have those conversations. You know, if it needs to start at the top, if it's, you know, if it's a major product launch or something like that, it's probably going to start at the board level or the senior executive level and the board has to get engaged. Um, if it's just like a brand extension or product refresh, um, generally you're just going to be dealing with your, your customer service team mm -hmm. or your product development team. So it's just sitting down with them and having a kickoff meeting to say, this is what we're doing and why, what do you think? You know, where do you see the pitfalls, you know, outline the steps for each department. So, you know, looking at those things I mentioned earlier, like, you know, who's doing the market research and sizing, you know, who's going to be looking at the customer's appetite for this product. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, what, how are we going to create this product if it's a new service? You know, is it going to take away and or cannibalize from other products and services? So just kind of outline all those things. And everyone has a role to play. And it's just then being a good project manager to keep things kind of on track. Uh, but it, you really need to have those good, positive, collegial relationships um, with your team and the board and stakeholders to make all that happen. It's, it's, um, it can be pretty challenging sometimes to manage all the pieces, especially when you're doing a major product launch and mm -hmm. like a whole new program. Um, so it, it definitely starts out, though, by getting all the parties together with a kickoff, having that creative brief or internal FAQ document to answer those five W's, you know, who, what, where, why, when, and how, um, and uh, just using your relationships to manage it forward. That's great. Thank you. Great oh, insight, Kathy. So great much insight. information all at once. Yes. I love it. Um, I'm just like, wow. You know, uh, what the audience may not know is Kathy Lada is also Dr. Kathy Lada, and she has a doctorate in this area. So Kathy knows a lot of things the rest of us might not be super familiar oh. with. And one thing you mentioned earlier was agile. Yeah. And then you mentioned a second way of approaching things, which I think was the creative brief. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us a little bit about what Agile is and then what a creative brief is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great, um, great question too. Um, so Agile, when you look at that, it, the, it, there's lots of different ways that you can implement Agile, first of all. The one that we use um, at my company is the Scrum version, and we use Kanban boards um, in Asana, which is a, a software training a software program to you to use for project management but mm -hmm. the agile approach really favors um, sort of short iterations so you sit down with project owner so in this case it would be whomever has the product let's let's pretend that it's uh, the person who's creating this um, trucking program um, for me um, so you sit down with that person and they're the ones who give you what the product uh, requirements are, what the acceptance criteria are for that product. So what are they looking for the product to do for the customer? Mm -hmm. And then instead of 
um, going through a long process where marketing and maybe the product development team go off into sort of never, never land and, and try to create a product and then bring it back to the product owner at the very end. Um, with Agile, you develop sort of minimum viable products along the way. So you might spend two weeks to develop a certain um, functionality for the new product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you run that by the project owner who then says, yeah, you're on track or no, you know, let's think about a new way to do this. And you do this every two weeks or so. Two weeks is a pretty common cadence. It's not required. Um, And then you sort of release iterations of the project, not necessarily always to your target audience. It could be just to your internal audience to say, this is where we are so far. What do you think? What are we not seeing here? It's Mm -hmm. a very collaborative process for that as well. With the creative brief, on the other hand, typically you spec out everything in this brief that would help the product team, the marketing team, the PR team, the sales team understand, um, again, the five W's, who, what, where, why, when, and how um, this product is going to come to market. And then you you do typically go off and you might have your product team work on it for like uh, four to six weeks kind of by themselves. And then they would bring it back to the product manager at the very end. Um, it's also called the waterfall method of project management. Um, so um, you could really do either one. It just depends on your company culture. Yes. Um, it, if you use Agile, you have to use that throughout the organization or else it won't work because you're mm-hmm. relying on other people, other partners. And if they don't like the two-week cadence that you have between sprints, which are the Agile work periods, um, it's, it's just not going to work. So it's definitely got to be an organization-wide uh, implementation. Wow. No, great point. I, I like that word culture because you're right. If you if there's no buy-in in the organization level, I think that's going to be a challenge. One of the things that struck me as you were talking is I was interested in the um, you know what they say if you cannot measure, you can't manage. Oh, and yeah, I, was, absolutely. <laughs> and I was I was interested in the evaluation process of how do you how do you measure the success of this? Do you do it as an ongoing process at the end of the product development? Or does it happen as you go along to measure each step to see whether it's succeeded or not? I'm just curious. <laughs> and then yeah. we have just about like three minutes, Kathy. Just okay. To <laughs> okay, I'll try to give a speedy answer version. Um, so yeah, when you look at new success products for products, um, If you're looking at it as a success during the development, you definitely want that project owner at the table to tell you, yes, that's exactly what my customers need, or that's what I suspect that they need or hypothesize that they need. Mm -hmm. And they kind of develop it kind of on board. So that that gate check for the customer is really important um, for the metrics. Um, If you want to talk about uh, metrics for the marketing piece of it, um, I like to look at it instead of awareness, interest, desire and action, which is a typical Mm -hmm. mode. Um, I like to use a different version, which is attract, engage, delight, um, Mm -hmm. with attracting customers, delighting and and engaging. And this is not my original idea. This is from HubSpot, which is a really um, cool marketing company in my opinion. Um, But you can actually measure um, providing value to your customers before you even launch the product. So there's lots and lots of different ways that you can do that. and we might go way beyond the length of time uh, we have left to get into that, but hopefully that gives you an idea um, for how to measure project success. Oh, love the, love the insight. And I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you behind the scene to, <laughs> to uh, benchmark some of the best practices that you shared. So thank you, Kathy. We appreciate your time. That Over to you, Cecilia. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks, Agnes. Wow. Kathy, I, 
I'm so impressed with how much you know about this topic. And I think we may need to have you back next year <laughs> or later <laughs> this year. Talk a little bit more about this. I don't think 15 minutes is enough to even scratch mm-hmm. the surface, but yeah. uh, we do need to go rogue for now. We'll be back next week with another episode, but Kathy, what's the one thought you'd like our audience to take away? And if somebody wanted to follow up with you like Agnes, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure, I think the takeaway here um, is definitely working collaboratively with the rest of your team and just trying to really be a good partner. And whether that's because you're introducing new concepts of marketing to them and why you would be valuable to have at the table, you know, I think those are, that's what I would, uh, I would, the message I would like to leave with people is that you can be a partner with your, with your full team. Um, to reach me, you can uh, email me at kathylada at gmail.com, which is C-A-T-H-Y-L-A-D-A at gmail.com. That's great. Thank you so much, Kathy. I have, re- I have really absorbed a lot of information today, and it's been great. Thank you so much. We look forward to having you back. But Thanks like for I said, having me. Oh, thank you for accepting. Thanks, Kathy. Absolutely. Thank you. And like I said before, we got to go Rogue for now, but we'll be back next time. Uh, If you want to learn more about Rogue Tulips, check us out online at roguetulips.com. We obviously know a lot of really smart people, so I think that says something about how smart we are. So check us out, see how we can help you. Uh, We're also supporters of the 501C League, which is a virtual organization for everyone in the nonprofit community and the people who love them. 501C League is a leader in ethics training and CAE preparation. Check them out at the 501Cleague.net. And thanks for joining us. And for now, so long, everybody. Bye-bye.